Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Thursday, April the 6th, 2023. It is currently 8.35 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central Studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. And did you hear that slight delay in me coming in after the intro? Yes, we're going to have some things to work on, all right? If... if if you haven't been paying attention, oh, we got a MacBook Pro. Yes, it's a beautiful, amazing computer, but it has definitely presented some serious challenges in doing live streaming. And one of the serious challenges it presents is I have to mute I have to hit a button inside the Spreaker software to mute the mic, and I also have to manually mute the mic. That is right here in front of me. So I have to mute the physical mic and I have to mute the mic virtually, digitally inside the software. So when I come back to go in live, when I go live, I have to turn both of them back on. Well, I turn on the physical mic because I have a light here in front of me. Guess what I forgot to do? I forgot to turn on the other mic. So I apologize for that. Um, it's going to take a few minutes to get used to that. We will have some ups and downs. Um, I just, I, I drove to the church, Victory Baptist Church, which is about what, 20, 25, five minutes away. I drove there to see if we could live stream from the church. And I got there and immediately realized it's not going to work. Uh, the way we have it set up is we have a wireless microphone system that goes into an amplifier and then coming out of the amplifier with basically a headphone jack is the is the wireless microphone and so we plug the the basically it's a headphone jack into the laptop and then the laptop finally recognizes it as a microphone and then we're off to the races typically Sunday after Sunday well when you plug that headphone jack into the headphone jack on a MacBook Pro guess what it doesn't recognize it as a microphone so i have a headphone amplifier here that I can plug in the headphone. I can plug it in like a, like, you know, like a, a, you, you would headphones. And then I can take this adapter and plug it into the MacBook Pro as a USB. And hopefully it will then recognize it as a microphone. I don't know if it will. If it, if it does recognize it, then we have to see if it's going to actually work. Um, I am really, 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 really concerned that the MacBook Pro is going to work here right? Like we're, we're broadcasting right now. Hopefully everything is, uh, works. All right. Okay. Good. Everyone's saying I'm, I, every, 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 it seems like everything is good here. Sounds like everything is good here, but my fear is this, <laughs> that I'm going to get this to work perfectly right here inside the studio. It's going to work perfectly. We're going to be able to live right because, because here, here's the thing for all of the difficulties for all of the complications that the MacBook Pro presents and going live right here in the studio, the advantage of it that we have already seen is that it provides a much more stable uh, and consistent streaming bitrate. Um, when we're using the Dell laptop, it's fluctuating all over the place and we're getting these weird disconnects. Um, but that's not happening. Now, we did get a weird disconnect earlier uh, this evening, but that was a, an actual disconnect of the entire internet uh, because there were problems everywhere. So, so that wasn't, it was only a temporary thing even then. So we want to use the MacBook Pro. I mean, like I want to use this for podcasting. I want to use it. I, oh, I do not want to send it back. My concern is then what do we do at the church? What do we do? There's got to be a solution. So we're going to look for every solution. I, the easiest solution would be just buy a, like a normal PC Windows based laptop. Nothing super fancy because all we would be using for is just to stream live at the church. 
But that would be another like, you know, five, six, seven hundred dollars on top of what we've already spent. We've already spent way beyond what we should have. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I've got to. That's not a great option. It would just be like leave that laptop at church. Just leave it there, and all it's used for is streaming at church. That's it. It's just it just sits there, and it. it I don't carry it back and forth. Uh, I, oh well, look at this. Okay, I'm currently live on the air. Oh, I got to make sure I turn those notifications on the MacBook Pro. That's, oh, I almost, okay. Well, that uh, that is something we're, we just learned. We just, uh, we just learned. See, what, one of the reasons we're doing all of these live broadcasts is because we're learning things like that. I, I keep forgetting MacBook Pro. It's connected to my my Apple account. So, if someone calls me on my iPad, it's going to show up here. So I've got to turn off notifications. So um, um, I will, um, I'm going to tell my daughter, it's my daughter. I'm going to tell her, okay, hang on. I'm going to tell her, I'm going to tell her that I'm live on the air. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell her I'm live on the air. And I apologize for that. I bet you that was super loud. I bet you that was super, super loud. I, I apologize for that. I keep forgetting. I, I have turned off the messages, uh, but I forgot to turn off the notifications for FaceTime. So those are going to be some little, th those are a lot of the little things I'm trying to work through before I do like a, a sermon review. Like we, I want to do a sermon review tonight, but I don't want to be doing a sermon review when I'm not yet sure everything's going to operate properly or all of these little, these little things. I would, I would rather work through these little things when I'm just turning on the microphone talking. So we've got to come up with a solution for church. And I'm trying to expedite all of this because my return window is, I think, 14 days with Apple. I got 14 days before I would have to pack this up and send it back. I, that's the last thing I want to do. It's the last thing I want to do. I would rather <laughs> sell blood, plasma, or do whatever, do whatever I have to do to just buy a, a, a cheaper laptop that I can just plug in our, our wireless mic system and just go live and be able to do so uh, from, and just use it for the church. Don't use it for anything else. Currently, the laptop, I, I carry back and forth. I carry back and forth. And so I, I, I don't, that would be, that would be the, the best one, but it would obviously it'd be great if I could carry the MacBook Pro back and forth. Just, uh, we'll see. I don't know. It'd be better just to leave it right here in the studio and never move it. And it'd be better to have something at the church and never move it. That would be the best in theory. It would be the best in theory, but those are expensive, you know, situations. So we will, we will wait and see uh, what our options are. I do know someone who, uh, worked as like the multimedia person for a very large church in Abilene. Now he's like the multimedia public relations person for Abilene, Texas. And I'm going to, he used a MacBook and um, obviously they were uh, live streaming their uh, services and uh, he was using a MacBook Pro and, and the pastor was using a wireless mic. I don't know how they're now he had this elaborate setup. I mean, his setup, I mean, and this is not even an, an exaggeration, was probably 20000 to $30,000. They had like seven, eight cameras, like all this crazy. I just need to know what's an easy way to get the audio from a wireless mic system to a MacBook Pro. And then it will work for Spreaker and OBS. So yeah, that <laughs> I'm not asking for much, but that's what we're going to be working on. And so hopefully it will work and we won't have any problems. Hopefully we won't have any problems. So this evening, let's do this. A couple of things. First, now I'm going to do a podcast episode by this uh, separate, but I don't know if you remember, we, we talked about a book by A.W. Tozer, right? And it was on, uh, twelve, I think, 12 sermons that he preached on Philippians chapter 3. Now, I don't, rem I, I don't, let's see here if I have the book saved. If I have the book saved in my notes. Um, 
me see here. What did I do with the book? What did I do with the book? Let me go to Amazon. I, I've done, I've been obviously very busy doing a million other things here. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see here. Let me find it. If I go to Amazon. No, I don't want to go to, there we go, Amazon. And, oh, it's not here. I don't have it. I don't have it saved. I don't have it saved. Um, that's frustrating. That's frustrating. Um, I wish I could, I can't remember. I can't remember where. Um, yeah, I don't remember where I put the name of the book. It's by A.W. Tozer. Oh, I know I can. I know I can find. No one. I can find it. Give me one second. Give me one second, because I received an email from Moody, Moody Publishing, Moody Publishers, and let's see here. Hot off the press. Yeah, here it is. Yes, toward a more perfect faith. Four stages in your pursuit of God. A.W. Tozer. Now, it's a book that supposedly takes 12 sermons by A.W. Tozer on Philippians chapter 3. Again, the name of the book, Toward a More Perfect Faith, Four Stages in Your Pursuit of God, A.W. Tozer. I do apologize for getting the title, uh, but I don't know. I've been extremely busy and haven't slept in like forever. So, but, but, but the point is, we talked about this book. Um, in fact, uh, one of the listeners has already read the book, did like a 20-page review of the book. So someone has already read the book. Um, there are some major theological issues with the book. I mean, serious theological issues with the book. And and so I've I've been debating. I don't know if I'm going to like take every part of the book apart and 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 address it, but I am going to have to address it some way. And here's the reason why. A.W. Tozer is really was influenced by a different book that was written, I think, in like the 1500s. And that book, from what I can tell, at least from my initial, well, someone emailed me about it. I think the book he is pulling from is a book written by not uh, someone that was supposedly anonymous, but was a Christian mystic. I think that we've been able to determine that the mysticism there is of the Roman Catholic type. So that A.W. Tozer was being influenced by Roman Catholicism mysticism, which really would call into question all of Tozer's theology, even though he's so well-respected and and people speak of him in hushed terms. So we're going to have to really... Um, work on that. The book that he was influenced by was The Cloud of Unknowing. The Cloud of Unknowing. So Tozer was influenced by a book called The Cloud of Unknowing, which is definitely, everyone labels it as Christian mysticism, but it seems like it was Catholic mysticism, or at least in that same area. And if that is true, then Tozer took Catholic mysticism and brought it to the evangelical world. And now it's being rebrought to the evangelical world by Moody Publishers. So we have a lot here to unpack. So we're, we're going to work on, I'm going to have to do some work on it. But here is what someone emailed me. So when did they email me? They emailed me today at 618 or this evening uh, 618. And they said this, I found this audio. And I was like, what audio did they find? I, I clicked the link. And the only, only reason I clicked the link is because I know the person, right? So if random people send me just links, I don't typically click on them, but okay. So they sent me and guess what it is? It is audio sermons of A.W. Tozer preaching on Philippians chapter 3, it comes from moodyaudio.com. Moodyaudio.com. And look at considering perfection in the Christian life. Four kinds of Christian. The special Christian. Discovering the loveliness of Jesus Christ. Knowing Christ in his fullness. The will of God and its relationship to our cross. Seeking God and finding. The obstacle of self-trust. That we may know him. The church's lack of freedom. Now, many of these sermons seem to be, seem to me to be definitely basically the names of the chapters in the book. 
because these are these are supposedly the sermons that this book is taken from. Now, what I'm going to do, I don't know if I'm getting ready to mess everything up. I'm going to go to my email here, live on the air. I'm going to go to my email. I know this is not going to sound, this is not going to be the most uh, exciting thing. I'm I'm going to, okay, I'm going to expand this. I'm going to expand this. I believe, are these in order? Yeah, these are in order. The first one is considering perfection in the Christian life. I'm going to grab this. I'm going to, oh boy, I've got to fill out. I got to prove that I'm a human before I can download the uh, sermon. I don't know why I have to prove that I'm a human to download a sermon. Um, That seems kind of odd, but all right, here we go. I proved that I'm a human. Start download. Wait, I got the wrong. I didn't prove that I was a human. All right, hang on. H-E, that's a B. That looks like an 8. That looks like a capital M. Okay, does that prove that I'm a human now? Okay, I proved that I'm a human. Okay, I think it downloaded. Did it download? Yes, it did. Okay. All right, I downloaded it twice. Now I'm going to go here. I'm going to minimize this. I'm going to come to the software here. I'm going to go to Files. I'm going to go to downloads. See, do I have it here? Is this it? Nope, that's not it. Where? Oh, here's Tozer. Here's Tozer. All right. Are you ready? Let's see if we can do a little sermon. Not just, let's just get like a, a, a preview of this because this would be the actual audio sermons that that book is based off of. And I'm making a possible contention. Well, there's no question that Tozer was influenced by this book, uh, Cloud of Unknowing, I think is the name of it again. Um, I always forget the name of it. The Cloud of Unknowing, which I'm at least thinking it's, it's from Roman Catholic mysticism. So this would be Tozer bringing Roman Catholic mysticism to the evangelical world, which is now being promoted by Moody Publishing. That to me is a big, that to me is a story. That, that to me is a story. So let's, let's see if we can do a little bit of review here. Sounds good. Here we go. Let's. Now, I hope that for the next two weeks, I don't know how many yet, but all of January and uh, probably all of February too, I'll be talking on four stages on the path towards spiritual perfection. And I will be using this text as a base. For here is the testimony of a man who is panting for God and spiritual perfection. And in the same breath, and you will find that there is much that is contradictory in the writings of the man Paul, that is, they seem to be contradictory. There's much in the teaching of Jesus that sounds contradictory, and there is also very much in uh, the writings of the saints, in the psalms, in the hymns. They're not, they only seem to be. But here, in the same breath, the man is saying, I am, we are not yet perfect. Then he is saying, as many as be perfect, let us do so and so. Now this Panting for perfection. Now that that right there sounds like the introduction to the book. All right, uh, that that uh, sounds like the introduction. I read an excerpt from the 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 book, and that's this sounds almost identical to the introduction of the book. So that I think. This this is cra- like you may not even need the book. You just need this audio. And, and Moody's got all the sermons right there. You may not even need the book. Uh, we may just review the all, all these sermons because it's the path to Christian perfectionism. All right. So, yeah, I mean, that raises all kinds of questions. Let's listen to a little bit more. He does acknowledge here that Paul at times seems to contradict himself. And well, the Bible does that frequently. All right. Let, let's listen to more. is the mood and temperature of the law and the psalms and the prophets and the New Testament. 
And it is also the temper of all the superior souls that have lived. And those superior souls have written our great books of devotion. And they have composed our loftiest hymns. And we, the unworthy spiritual descendants of these great fathers, sing those hymns sometimes and hardly know what we're singing. Now, we're going to let over the next week, next uh, weeks, one of these great souls speak to us. Uh, not to add anything to the scriptures and not to take anything away from the scriptures, but to illustrate and teach and devotionally expound. And that book is this tiny little thing here, which you could, if you have no more regard for your clothes than I have, stick it in your suit here and carry it around with you. Or put it in your bag, if you're a woman, and carry it on the train with you. Now, this book was written 600 years ago by an unknown saint. That is... Okay, now that unknown saint... Now, 600 years uh, when he preaches this, I, pre I think he's preaching this in the 1950s, so 600 years before that, you do the math. I'm horrible at math. Um, okay. Um, okay. Uh, okay. I, I'm, I'm also looking at feedback about how this sounds. Uh, I guess it's a little quiet. Mm, that bothers me. Uh, well, if we do an actual review, I can amplify it. I can amplify it. Um, so we'll, we'll see if I, I can do that. Uh, but I think if I amplify it too much because it's old, it's going to sound really bad because you got all that static going on there. So, but I'm hoping people can at least hear it. I'm hoping people can at least hear it. Um, again, we're one of the reasons I'm doing this. One, just because I think we all need to realize that these sermons are out there. And we need to all listen to them. Uh, but because it really adds to that previous discussion. Uh, but we're also just testing things out here. So um, I now know which software I need to download um, here on the uh, Mac. I need Audacity uh, to be downloaded. Um, okay. All right. Uh, okay. I don't know exactly what that what that is. Oh, I can hear it. Okay, I say uh, all it says is ta uh, on my screen. It says tap and hold a message to get more options. But it, uh, I see it now. I can hear it. All right. Well, I know you can hear it, but I don't want. P I want it to be able to be able to hear it clearly. Like I don't want you know. So we could possibly boost it. I, I've got it cranked to a hundred inside here now on the MacBook Pro. It's so loud, it's not even funny. So um, I, I, but it obviously in broadcasting, it doesn't always come across the same way. Oh, I wonder. No, I can't do anything here. Yeah, I can't. I got it cranked as much as I can. So that uh, we would just have to uh, manually uh, amplify the file. But let's go back to Tozer, right? Let's go back to Tozer. I'm waiting for other uh, op, uh, other people messaging me, telling me what's going on here. Um, okay, all right. I'm just gonna I'm gonna proceed here, and we're gonna listen to a little bit more of Tozer. But that the, what I want us to really focus on, because this is not really the full blown podcast about it, but this kind of just. We're just having a little fun this evening. Is everyone, we need to find out if the book, The Cloud of Unknowing, if that's truly Catholic mysticism. It appears to me, at least it, 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 it appears that it, it's close to it. Now, the author is supposedly unknown. It seems over time, there's been some possible identifications of the author or maybe editor. So if we can determine that the cloud of unknowing is Catholic mysticism, then what we have proven is that A.W. Tozer, 600 years later, took Catholic mysticism and brought it to the evangelical world. And now Moody Publishing in 2023 is bringing it back to the Christian world. That, to me, is a story that everyone needs to be talking about. To me, obviously to no one else, okay, but to me. So let's go back and listen to a little bit of Tozer here. He's unknown to us. 
And the purpose of the book, as he declares it is, that God's children might go on to be what he calls one with God. You know. All right, there's that phrase, one with God, one with God. Where you're, you are one with God, but it's like, it's O-N-E-D, one with God. And so it is an interesting phrase. I am going to see if I can, um, how easy is it to back it up on the Mac? It's a, oh, it's a little bit more difficult. Let's see. Let's go back here and see. If you're a woman, carry it on the train with you. Now, this book was written 600 years ago by an unknown saint. That is, he's unknown to us. And the purpose of the book, as he declares it is, that God's children might go on to be what he calls one with God. You know, this is pre-Elizabethan English. It's older than Shakespeare by 200 years. And the result is that much of it is quaint language. Harper's has brought out an edition in which they have modernized the language, but I don't like it nearly as well. But he says he wants the people to begin uh, to be one with God. And he makes a little prayer, which I'm going to read and try to explain here to you. Here's his prayer. I think the Episcopal Church and the Methodist Church has borrowed this. They tell me it's in their ritual. But here is the prayer this old saint prayed at the beginning of his little book of devotion. Now, before he gets to this prayer, please note, he's not letting his audience know the philological stream or the philological background of this man. He just keeps referring to this anonymous author as a saint, a saint, a saint, a saint. So he's called him a saint three or four times. And so he's not even warning the people, hey, this book, it was Christian mysticism. He's not even letting them know it's Christian mysticism. He's definitely not letting them know if it's possibly connected to Catholicism. And not only that, he's, he's, uh, he's lowering everyone's defenses by saying, hey, guys, 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 this is a saint. A saint wrote this book. Yeah, yeah, okay, right. So, and he's presenting, I, I, I'm going to argue, a very law-based approach to Christianity, but I, I digress. Let's see. Now, here's the prayer that becomes really the basis, kind of the introductory, the introductory principle that Tozer is going to use in his sermons on Philippians. Now, what's fascinating is, this is supposedly the first sermon in a series on Philippians, and it's really not on Philippians, but I digress. And I read most of this in the excerpt, but it's much easier hearing him preach it than it was me reading it. But here we go. He says, O God, under whom all hearts be open, and under whom all will speak it. Now, let us interpret, let us notice that in his prayer, he says that before God, all hearts be open. That is, God can see in, even if you close your heart, lock it, and throw the key away. Still, God can see in your heart as if it were standing wide open. Now, I don't think any of us would disagree that all of our hearts are open to God. God sees our hearts. That, that to me, is... To me, that truth is why I think it's ridiculous to look to action to prove one's sanctification or to prove one's justification. If you look to action to prove your justification, it's it's a fool's endeavor because all hearts are open to God. God sees the heart. So I don't care how clean and godly you look externally, God sees the heart. And guess what? That heart, you're going to fail every single test because you may not kill someone physically, but you've killed them mentally and in your inside. You may have shown love externally, but you've not shown love internally. You may not have acted on lust externally, but the lust is still there internally. But what we always do is reduce Christianity to a series of external actions based off some 
arbitrary list that someone creates and like, see, 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 I proved that I'm saved. No, no, no. Let's look at the heart, ladies and gentlemen. Let's open, a, let's do an x-ray and show it to the church. And guess what? That would be fine. Hey, you see, you know, Susan over there who looks so righteous and looks so godly. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here's the x-ray we have of her heart. And everybody like, ah, everybody would scream. And, no, and nobody's taking an x-ray of mine, okay? Well, that's just, you can just forget that. You can just keep on moving because no, it would be horrible. It'd be frightening. It would be, it would be, it would be the end, right? It would, and don't act like you're so godly because it would be the end of you as well. But I, so I, we, nobody has a problem with his, this idea that all hearts are open before God because that's true. And that should scare you absolutely to death and make you flee Run as fast as you can to the cross, to the shed blood, and to an imputed righteousness. Because without that, you're done. You're finished. And I don't care how how many tests you think you've proven yourself being saved, your heart screams something else. Because your heart, well, depravity still exists. And unto whom all will speaketh. And this is one of the doctrines of the Bible, not much heard now, but very strongly emphasized in this book of devotion, that the will of a man's heart is prayer. Prayer is the sole sincere desire uttered or unexpressed, wrote Montgomery centuries later. I suppose not from this... Okay, now, this, this, this thing is the will speak. So the heart is open and the will speaketh. And he says the will, our will is basically our prayer to God. Now, our, our, I think what we, if we really, if we really look at our will, what we will, I think we would be once again condemned. I think this should, should lead us all to being condemned. It's a, it's an odd kind of approach. I'm going to back this up just a little bit. All right, here we go. Let's let's see if he can articulate this a little bit better. Here we go. And this is one of the doctrines of the Bible, not much heard now, but very strongly emphasized in this book of devotion, that the will of a man's heart is prayer. Prayer is the sole sincere desire uttered or unexpressed, wrote Montgomery centuries later. I suppose not from this, never having heard of it probably, but uh, all will speaketh. In other words, what you will in your heart is eloquent and God is hearing what you're willing tonight, what you're determining to do. Now, I want you to consider that your heart is open before God and your will basically speaks or prays to God. God knows that will. He knows your heart. He knows what you will do. What I guess you desire to do, want to do. Well, I, you can pretend all day that your will, your want, your desire is godly and righteous. But you know and I know that my will and your will, we will a lot of things we shouldn't will. Okay, we do. I think that's just the reality of it. All right. What you plan in your heart, and uh, unto whom no privy thing is heard, that is, uh, is hid, no secret thing is hid, then I beseech thee so for to cleanse the intent of my heart with the unspeakable gift of thy grace, that I may perfectly love thee and worthily praise thee. Now, here's the thing. Can we so clean our heart in this life that we will perfectly love him? Now, you can pray that. You can like, Lord, I pray that you so clean my heart that I will perfectly love you. You can pray, 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 but you will never perfectly love him in this life. You will not. You shall not. You cannot. You will. It's not going to happen and if you think it is, I'm sorry, that's where the problems begin. The reason we need an imputed righteousness, the reason we need the blood of Jesus, 
is because we will never love the way we're supposed to love. We will never serve the way we're supposed to love or serve. We will never do what we're supposed to do. We will never obey the way we're supposed to obey. And Tozer is going to seem to say, hey, hey, our hearts are open. Our will is our prayer. And now we are going to pray because we should desire and we should will it that our heart is so cleansed and right with God that we now will perfectly love him, perfectly obey him. But I think that that's insanity. It's insanity. The whole reason Jesus came to die is because we cannot. He didn't come to make us that we can. He came to save us because we never can. All right. Now, it could be that there are those who will say that man chose her. You're never sure of him. And uh, he's never positively certain that he's going to have a Schofield Bible when he appears. And uh, I'm worried about that word perfect he's using, towards spiritual perfection. Well, is there anything wrong? Could you find any theological fault with this prayer? Okay, now, I agree. I think a lot of people are going to have a problem with the word perfect. Now, he's going to try to modify perfect in such a way that it, it it's not so concerning it's it's more you, you we we can we can understand it he's going to he's going to kind of say perfection is a is a maturity so i i i don't want to i don't want to go i don't i don't want to review all of this right now so what i would say is i would just leave you with this idea that when the bible speaks of being perfect because it does speak of being perfect Numerous times, Sermon on the Mount, be ye perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Look up all the times perfect is utilized. Look at all the time this perfection idea is utilized and just see what does the word actually mean? How is it actually used? I think, I think that that is, um, a, a good thing to look at, a good thing to consider. All right. I, I think so. I think so. I think so. And that's my pencil if you hear that. Cause as soon as I start talking, as soon as I start thinking, I have to have a pencil. I have to have a pencil in my hand. I have to, all right? Look, it, this, this, this is just a, a for free. This is free tonight. If you ever come to a conclusion about anything, right? I don't care what it is. It can be something simple. It can be something complex. If you ever come to a conclusion about scripture, doctrine, or theology, and you came to that conclusion and you were not holding a pencil in your hand, your conclusion is wrong. The end, right? So Tozer was not holding a pencil in his hand. Therefore, his conclusion was wrong. You have to have a pencil in your hand anytime you come to a conclusion. It has to, right? So if you're arguing with your spouse and they're like, no, this is the way it is, you can say, you're not holding a pencil. You're wrong. There you go. That If your kids start arguing with you, you're not holding a pencil. You're wrong, okay? And anytime you argue with me, you know I'm right because I'm always holding a Pencil. All right. There you go. Does anyone agree with that? I'm not. Nobody. Nobody is saying anything. All right. Um, Someone just said that I'm ridiculous. Well, I bet you I bet you the person who said that is not holding a pencil. So we know who really is the ridiculous one. Right. Okay. All right. I can't believe I'm being called ridiculous. But there's A.W. Tozer. The point is. This book has been put out and there's the sermons. We found the sermon. Well, I didn't find the sermon. One of our listeners found the sermon and I'm really, really, really awesome. I was so, when he sent it to me, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Too bad I'm currently having a mental breakdown because I can't get my MacBook Pro to do all the things I need it to do. But, but, but here we are doing that. So please, please, please consider the word perfect. Consider the word perfect. Because if we need to change our definition of that, that could possibly change. And, and I want to throw this out there. I have a very specific interpretation to the Sermon on the Mount, right? I believe the Sermon on the Mount is law. Law, 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 law. It condemns us. It doesn't prove we're saved. It proves that nobody can fulfill the Sermon on the Mount, but the one who preached it did. And in Christ, I fulfill it. 
And I base that on partially because this passage, Jesus says, be ye perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Well, if you change perfection not to mean perfect, well, one, then you're claiming God is not truly perfect. So I think, I think, I think you're going to run into a problem, but I know perfect is used lots of different ways in scripture. How many different ways is it used? What does it always mean? And does it always mean perfection the way I'm thinking perfection? Obviously, when Jesus says, be ye perfect as your heavenly father is perfect, that's absolute perfection. You can't say, no, no, he just means be complete like your heavenly father is complete. Yeah, he's complete in everything. All right. <laughs> Good. Good point. Uh, someone just said uh, perfect is subjective like everything else. To, well, when it comes to theology, everything is subjective. And to, to the person who just said that, um, I believe that's the person who purchased what I have right here is a, uh, a headphone amplifier. Uh, and I think this headphone amplifier is going to possibly be the very thing that fixes our ability to live stream using the Mac at church. It, I, if there's anything that's going to fix it, it's going to be this little adapter, which when I drove, when I drove to church, when I drove to church, I forgot to take it with me and I have it sitting right here. And if this, if this is the thing that fixes all the problem, that would be amazing. Um, that their gift to me turns out to be the absolute fix for using our current setup at church at, with the MacBook Pro. Now, if it doesn't work, then, then we're, oh man, I don't know what we're going to do. I can't send the MacBook, just, I can't send the MacBook. I'm just going to say, we're just going to sell the building and uh, we're just going to, I'm just going to broadcast from my, uh, from my studio using the MacBook Pro. I would rather just shut the church down than send back the MacBook Pro. Is that a little ridiculous? Is that a little over the top? I know people are like, oh, can't believe he just said that. Okay, may, maybe. Okay, maybe it wasn't so religious. Okay, all right. So, so, uh, but yeah, okay, good. Someone said they would hate not to hear the church stuff. You know, I, I agree. We, we got to find a solution. We got to find a solution. Uh, we got to find a solution. So, but tonight I wanted to hear a little bit of the Tozer that possibly is presenting Catholic mysticism again. Um, Someone just said a little over the top. How dare. See, I get no support. I get no respect. No respect. No respect. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a blast from the past. Okay, but I, I digress. The point is, I think Tozer is presenting Catholic mysticism. And he did so in the 50s. And Moody Publishing is presenting it again in 2023. And they're presenting it to an evangelical audience. I think it's something to look into. Maybe the book... The cloud of unknowing is not Catholic mysticism. We will find out. But I think we do need to come up with a definitive meaning of the word perfect, or at least how many different ways it can be understood in Scripture. We'll cross that bridge. In the meantime, to, uh, this is how things are going to work. Tomorrow, I will be driving back to Victory Baptist Church, taking this adapter, plugging in it's basically like, it looks like a little headphone uh, adapter. We're going to plug it into this, plug it into the MacBook, and then see if it will recognize it as a headphone or as a microphone. If it does, I think our problem is solved. If it doesn't, I don't know what to do. I, I Part of me just wants to, again, buy like a six, seven, eight, a six or $700 laptop and just leave it at the church and just say, that's, that's for the church. It's never going to move, and the MacBook is for the podcast. But that's just so much money. That's just an over-the-top amount to, to do so because the MacBook Pro wasn't cheap, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't cheap. But uh, I'll have to just look and see. Um, we'll just have to look and see. Yes. Uh, someone just asked, is the publisher connected to Moody a Bible Institute? Yes. Moody Radio, Moody Church. Moody Bible Institute, Moody Publishing, all interlinked and connected in different ways. All right. So, but we'll talk more about that. Uh, I, I was just going to turn on the microphone and talk about whatever, but I thought, oh, we could do a little sermon review and see if if it works okay. So um, if you did hear me tonight, I would love to hear how you were listening and how did it sound? How do, how do I sound? I still think... 
I'm still not convinced we sound great. I still think that there's something wrong, but I'm relying on everyone to tell me, no, 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 you sound good. Tell me which platform you were listening on and uh, was the, how did the audio sound? How did, how did it sound when we did this? Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making theology central. How did that sound? Little things like that. So um, any feedback will be greatly appreciated. But there you have it, a little impromptu live broadcast on a Thursday night, trying to give you something of substance at the same time, testing everything. So we're getting, we're getting, a, most of the people seem to be relatively positive with what they're hearing. They do. do. I, when I go to say the church one and I, and I pull up the app, hang on, let me go here. I'm trying to log in on my iPad. Here we go. Um, here we go. If I can find it, if I can find it, um, I'll just go to sermons 2.0. And if I go there and hit play, we're getting, we're getting, a, most of the people seem to be relatively positive with what they're hearing. They do. do. Oh, okay. I, when I go to say the church. I, that sounds pretty good to me. I, I don't know. I think, I think, I think maybe we've improved the sound. I mean, has to, it's an Apple device, right? It's not an Apple microphone though. It's not a microphone. It's not an Apple microphone. I don't know if Apple, I don't think Apple makes a microphone. Apple should just make everything, right? Okay. Right. Apple, Apple should fix all the problems in the world. Okay. All right. Here we go. Yeah, I know. I know what you're thinking. That's idolatry. I know. I know. I know. I know. Okay. Um, okay. Someone just says it sounds amazing. See, that? I can't send it back. I can't. I can't. I shall not. I <laughs> cannot. I, 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 oh, man, I, I, we've got to make it work at the church. We've got to make it work at the church. We have to. Uh, I, I, we have to make it work. Like I, there's just, I, I'm not going to be able to live. I'm not going to be able to live. I'm not going to live, but, um, we'll, we'll see. All right. So thanks to the individuals. And I truly do mean this, uh, thanks to the, I think it was four individuals who contributed to us being able to purchase, I think five, I take it back, five individuals who contributed to me being able to purchase the MacBook Pro. There were five individuals and uh, those five individuals made up around, I think, close to $2,000. So I want to thank those five individuals for their contribution because that was massive, massive help. Church uh, co- carried uh, covered the rest. And so then we're able to get the, we got you know multiple adapters that we needed. We got uh, the, uh, the, I, the you know MacBook Pro instead of going with a, a lower one. We got the 16 inch instead of a 14. We 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 tried to get as to we wanted it to get the best that we could so that it could last for 15, 20. I mean as many years as possible. I mean, you know I know that's a little ridiculous and how how much technology advances 15, 20 years is probably ridiculous. It's not going to last that long. It may last that long, but they probably would stop updating it. But um. But in other words, it lasts as long as possible because the Dell laptop, even though it's as much as we've used it and it has been good, it has presented countless problems. If you think of all the problems we've had with that laptop when we were getting all the static um, and we couldn't figure out why we were getting the static sound. We, we, when we had to update drive, it was all these problems. We've had internet connection problems. Um, we've had all kinds of issues. So... Apple does like their updates, but after so long, they'll say, sorry, we're not updating your phone anymore. Sorry, we're not updating that Mac anymore. Sorry, we're not up- updating that iPad anymore. So you're the one who needs to do the update. Okay, so yeah, but, uh, and I, un- I I understand that, but all right, there you have it. A little tozer, a little possible Catholic mysticism, um, a lot of testing and a lot of talking about, well, all of the things that's been going on. I hope you have a great, great rest of your Thursday evening. Tomorrow, there'll be a test. Hopefully, we'll actually have a test from Victory Baptist Church, and hopefully it works. Hopefully, um, whenever I shut the computer down and turn it back on, we won't run into any problems. I think I've got all the settings memorized. I have taken some photographs of them. I've tried to write down all of the settings. I don't think I've missed any. Um 
And if anyone wants to know how we ultimately resolve this problem, we resolve this problem by downloading a software. I had to subscribe to it. So it's a yearly fee. I did not like that. But we had to, and it's called um, SWB Audio Capture. SWB Audio Capture. It's an additional software. So that SWB Capture, basically we send the audio to it, and then it sends it to OSB or OBS. OBS, yeah. Too many abbreviations to OBS. And uh, that's that's how it ultimately worked. It, it, I, I had downloaded the software, did the free trial. I couldn't get it to work, deleted it, but then started realizing, man, I think that's it. Went back, re-downloaded it, paid for the subscription because I'd canceled the free trial. Um, and then um, we're good to go. But we have to pay a yearly fee, but that's okay. That's okay. It's nothing massive. It's, it's nothing super expensive. So we're good to go there. All right. So thanks to everyone who helped. I greatly appreciate your help. I want to thank everyone for helping me out with all the testing today, helping me for listening, feedback. Thank you for that. Thank you for those who contributed and uh, hope, and, and for the person who purchased this uh, adapter right here. Um, I am so think I am thinking that this is going to be the solution, and if it's the solution, then man, we have a MacBook Pro, and we can we'll be good to go in both places. If not, I'm going to be committing acts of criminal acts to buy a cheap laptop so that I can leave it at the church, right? <laughs> because I'm not giving back the MacBook Pro. I'm not. There's just no way. Okay, I'm going to, what I'll do, I'll, I'll take the MacBook Pro to church and then I'll take my microphone stand and connect it to the side of the pulpit. Okay, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. No, because I don't, I, uh, when I preach, I, do, I don't stand still. If you've ever been inside my church, I, I'm behind the pulpit, maybe three minutes, maybe two minutes. And I literally walk from the front of the church, literally all the way to the back. I go to the middle. I go to the sides. I go, I never stand for a second behind the pulpit. So if I, if I did that, that would not work. That would not work. And I can't carry the MacBook around. <laughs> I can't carry it around. So uh, there's got to be a solution, but we'll come up with a solution tomorrow. All right. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great, 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 great night. I really do appreciate everyone's help and support. And, uh, Hopefully, maybe sometime tomorrow, we can get back on track and get done all the things we need to get done. Um, we got some more sermon reviews to do, and uh, we have a lot of uh, things to work on. And I got que- I got a lot of I got an email question about crucifixes. Um, a lot of people asking questions about crucifixes. I got like five emails about crucifixes and and why does Catholics have Christ on the cross? And 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 I'm like on the cross, and I'm like, okay, this is. I I think it's coming because it's Holy Week. It has to be. I don't know. Um, And then I think I got some, I think I got a question about Satan. I have to look. Um, I can't remember. And then I got, I got some other questions. I can't remember. I got a lot. So I'm I'm way, 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 way behind and I'll, I'll try to get to it. All right. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great, 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 great night. God bless.